0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Welcome into the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two time Super Bowl champion and former Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback, current Pittsburgh Steelers scout, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, it is great to see you as always. The Ravens preseason win streak is snapped and over. At 24 games, it is a great morning. It is Tuesday, August the 22nd. How are you doing this morning, my man?
0: Man, I'm pretty good. I got a chance to watch that game last night. It was a good game. Uh, the Washington Command is going to be something to deal with.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Howell out of UNC. It's uh, He's getting to get his opportunity at least to start early on in the season. And, uh, man, if you were a gambler, we always talk about betonline.agr. Presenting sponsor of the Believe it's Steelers show, Ike, uh, to gamble on the Ravens in the preseason, 24 consecutive preseason wins. Uh, they had something figured out, but that, sne- that streak is now done and over with after last night's game.
0: Hey, shout out to Eric B. to me too. He calling some plays, he getting the guys. We need to get. He making the young guys be professional, whether they like it or not. They ain't got to like it, they got to respect it.
1: Yeah, can't. Curious to see what he does over in Washington this season, Ike. Uh, we're recording this coming off the Steelers preseason win against the Bills. Steelers are now two and zero in the preseason, and for me, it's as simple as three drives for Kenny Pickett, three touchdowns. Hard to argue with that level of production, and uh, really the highlight of the game. And we'll get into the running back discussion, but uh, Jalen Warren going off for a sixty-two yard touchdown. Uh, the downfield blocking I thought was very impressive and uh, 62 yarders Steelers first 60 yard rushing touchdown dating back to 2016 Ike so I go back to when we talked to Craig Wolfley and we said what does this team need to do in the 2023 season from an offensive standpoint to improve and he pointed to the explosive plays we have seen that from the Steelers offense thus far in the preseason.
0: Uh, couldn't get him if you didn't have an offensive line. You know, so, mm-hmm. and, and now, you know, Omar and Coach T and the front office, and I, well, I ain't gonna say I, I'm a part of the front <laughs> office, but I ain't, I ain't even gonna go that far. Sure. I ain't, ain't even my side of the water. Um, you know, the first thing you do in the offseason market is ramp up the O-line. That's the first thing Omar and Coach T did. Now that they ramped up the O-line, you know what you do? You come back in the draft and you do the same thing. You ramp up the O-line, get a first round draft pick in Roger Jones from Georgia. So. You know, we always talk about building the building house and how you want to build your house, how you're supposed to build your house, how you always build your house. You build your house from the ground up. So in the football world, when you want to talk about the ground up, you're talking about starting from the line, then you'll just carry on after that wherever you need to go if needed. So, and this is exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers doing. And then on the second on the second year of Kenny Pickett, you see what he's doing. But that old line on that play, on, on that run, on that 62-yard run by Jay Warren, Man, is it looked good. He didn't get touched not one time. You know, I think the only time he got touched was by a teammate when they were celebrating. But well, other than that, <laughs> you know, he hit the hole. He read it well, and you know, zoom, zoom, he was gone.
1: Ike, that clip's been on loop in the Bergen household since Saturday night. But in all seriousness, if you watch in slow mo, you watch the replays. Moving bodies at the line of scrimmage is what sticks out to me. Also, Deontay Johnson's downfield blocking, someone that. Not that he's not capable of doing that, but when we talk about Steelers receivers blocking, I think of George Pickens. I think like a bigger receiver like Allen Robinson. That touchdown run's not possible, if not for Deontay Johnson's effort. So shout out to him on that run. And it's a want to, it's a total buy-in by the team. But that's what stuck out to me is bodies moving at the line of scrimmage and then downfield blocking by Deontay Johnson, which springs Jalen Warren for the touchdown.
0: Uh, Of course, the boys always say, um, from a cornerback standpoint, big man running, little man hitting, the same thing with the wide receiver position. You know, when them outside guys, them perimeter guys get the blocking, man, that's what you start to see, you know? And I can only attest to that because I've seen this Antonio Holmes, I've seen the Hines Ward, I've seen the, uh, the man with Sanders. I didn't, I didn't see them guys, regardless on whether it was big or not, you know, get their body in front a linebacker safe to a corner, and that's when them explosive plays come from the running back position because you don't account a corner. Um, you don't anticipate uh, a receiver blocking when you come down to the run game. You know, you kind of look at them as being, you know, prima donnas or divas, and when you got receivers blocking, that's this is exactly what you're getting. You're going to get plays over 15, 20 yards, but they've been working on this the whole training camp. So it's just good to see what they've been doing in trying camp carry over to the game.
1: All right, we'll take a quick break. Tell our listeners and viewers about BetOnline.ag. The NFL season's right around the corner. Player props, team totals, over-unders, spreads. BetOnline.ag is the place to be this NFL season. 24-7,
0: 365, regardless on what sport. Football season is here, so it should be a lot of betting. Now, what y'all want to do? When y'all want to go bet, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag.
1: And you can use our promo code on the screen right now. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I where I come down after two preseason games is do Steelers fans owe an apology to Matt Canada? And here's where I come down on this. Let's get through the first three games of the season when you've got 49ers, you've got the Browns. You got the Raiders. You start the season out two and one, three and oh, and the offense looks how it is right now. I always make the analogy on this show. You can't make a gourmet meal with bologna and potato chips. And I've been big on wanting the Steelers to improve their offensive line. When I went to the Steelers chiefs game a few years back, I that's what really stuck out to me where we want Najee Harris to go off for a thousand plus yards every season. And it was like, does he have the holes to be able to do that? It, you know, is he running north and south? I think we saw that more on the back half of last season to get as much many yards as he can. But to me, this is like the first time where he's had the offensive line and the personnel to do it. I know you always bring up the point of another season with Kenny Pickett now, and there's stability there versus you're going from Big Ben towards the end of his career to Mitch Trubisky, which is kind of a bridge to now Kenny Pickett, and there's that continuity. I come down with here, Ike, because I was saying last year where I wanted him to go, but I don't know if he had the personnel to do it. This year, I want to see what we've seen in the preseason come the regular season, but it's like from when Kenny Pickett's been on the field and the starters been on the field, three drives, three touchdowns, not like you can score four or five touchdowns and three drives. I cannot argue with the level of production. I know it's preseason, but if the offense is anything like this from week one on during this regular season, the Steelers are going to have a big, big season. That's where I land with this. What say you, like Taylor?
0: Okay, so I'll break it down like this, Mark. Mm-hmm. In, in, in my mind, to Matt Canada's defense, this is his first year as offense coordinator. His first year he came, he got a big bid. Um, we can say what we want to say. Uh, you're really not going to change what a future Hall of Fame wants to run and wants to do. And this coming with quarterbacks who have been playing over 15 years. So that, was, that, that wasn't, in my mind, that wasn't his offense. Seven ran when he wanted to run, period. Second year, you go out, Big Ben retires, you go out and inquire, you get Mr. Trubisky, um, you have Mason Rudolph, and you got a rookie that you drafted in Kenny Pickett. So a Mr. rookie,
1: Trubisky, a rookie. And we love Kenny Pickett, Ike, but a rookie is a rookie is a rookie. Correct.
0: Correct. So his, sec- his second year, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, we'll acquire him. We get him. He starts. Um, he win a few games, but ain't looking good. Uh, Mason Rudolph comes in. Uh, ain't really looking good as well. Either win a few games, ain't looking good. So now you give the man a rookie quarterback, damn near midseason. And you stick with him. So now on his second year, Matt Canada, we talking about, you give him a rookie quarterback during the middle of the season, and he winds up taking off with it, and he gets he gets the blame on, on why they're not making calls, why they're not making checks. Hell, Patrick Mahomes said out his sixth, out his fifth year, he just started making his own calls, making his checks, and he won two Super Bowls, been three. So that's just letting you know how long it will take for the game to truly slow down for a quarterback. So getting back to Matt, Matt Canada, this is his first year. You give him some offensive pieces. You finally give him a quarterback that he can have, that have his offense now, that he can have some input on his offense. And now you see what Kenny Pickett doing. You give him some wide receivers. You give him a slot in Allen Robinson. You give him Darnell extra tight end. You saw what Pat Fairmont is doing. You give him a left tackle and Broderick and Jones in the first round. But now you see what Dan Moore is doing. Who's in front of Broderick right now? And the development and the growth of a healthy Jalen warren So when people talk, I'm like, and I had this conversation with Matt Canada. Mark, I said, Well, you finally get you, this is your first year. He was like, What are you talking about? He said, This is your first year. I said, It's your first year as offensive coordinator. He was like, Thank god you're not a media guy. <laughs> I said, I said, yeah. Coach, I am a media guy, <laughs> but but to your defense, this is technically your first year. And it really is. So um, he took some um, unfelt criticism. Coach Matt Cannon, that he really do understand what comes with the business. So he ain't never, that's why, I, to be honest with you, you gotta have some different kind of skin to be a coach, a or or head coach in the NFL. And when him and I had that talk, Mark, I was like, oh yeah, he all the way built for this. He built for this. But this is his first year, in my mind, Mark, um, he finally gets to have some input on his offense with the weapons around and what he wants to do.
1: With the weapons, Ike, that's the key word that I'm talking about. And I've always said the sum needs to equal its parts this season. And if the Steelers' offense does regress come regular season, it's not where you want it to be. He is in the final year of his contract. Now, I want to go back, Ike, and this is not revisionist history at all when he took over for Randy Feekner in the first season, he was actually offense coordinator, Big Ben's final season. This is no knock on Roethlisberger who's a future hall of famer, but in year 18, also Ike, to add to your point, go back and look at tape in Roethlisberger's final year. He's not nearly as mobile. He doesn't have the same zip on passes as he did when he was in his prime as a quarterback. It's not a hyperbole to say that it's just, the style of player he was when you're in your 18th NFL season at that point in your career. You, my point being, you can't do some of the same things that you could do with a Kenny Pickett or a Mitchell Trubisky. Like obviously Mitchell Trubisky is not as good as Roethlisberger, right? But right. even when Trubisky came in last year, it was just like, whoa, the the wiggle and the drop back and the way a quarterback should move. To me, it was like a night and day difference just watching tape and just watching on TV in terms of athletic ability that you get from a quarterback position, Roethlisberger in the final year of his career, he's going to do what he had always done that had made him successful as a quarterback. There's at least so much a brand new offensive coordinator is going to say because of the cachet that you build up during an 18 year hall of fame career. So th- there's that. And that's not revisionist history to say any of those things about big Ben who is on his way to Canton, by the way. So just to add to all of that, Ike, um, And last year with the rookie quarterback, it's not like the Steelers went into the season with Kenny Pickett as the starter. And that's the thing that's been really encouraging to me is with Deontay Johnson, with the connection that he has and that he's developed with a full offseason to know that he's the guy. He had to come in week four of last season and try to fix things on the fly. And that's the reason you start out two and six after the bye week. Yes, the schedule let up, but it was a night and day difference because you start to develop that chemistry, that rapport, that you need to have success in the league from an offensive standpoint.
0: Yes, it's. I mean, to, for a rookie quarterback, the schedule ain't going to never let up. For a rookie quarterback, it's always going to be um, when I get my driver's license, the first thing y'all do is put me on the interstate. Kind of lesson, you know what I'm saying for for a rookie quarterback. So it was just tough in general on on Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada. You know, it's, it's only so much so so much you can do. Um, but they figured it out, and they figured it out in less than eight months. I will say, you know, in the off season, front office did what they needed to do. Coach T on um, Matt Canada, you know, they doing what they need to do. And you just you, you see, it's it's night and day, Mark, between you know, Kenny Pickett from last year to this year, you saw it last year, you saw the potential Kenny Pickett had last year, but now you really see like, okay, him gaining 15 more pounds of muscle. Um, his maturity level, as um, far as like him throwing play, he throwing guys open. You know, that's, that's what I saw when I saw Kenny Pickett in training camp, he was throwing people open. And a good it feels
1: different, Ike. It, this year just feels different. And I don't know if I'm drinking the Kool-Aid too much after two <clears throat> preseason games and good offensive production. It feels different to me. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Now trust your eyes. Trust your eyes, Mark. If, if your eyes say it feel different and you see it, believe it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Ike, this is the portion of the program. I'm going to go on a very quick rant. Take off. Uh, a lot of people have made – out of the 62-yard the touchdown runner, Jalen Warren, should he be the starter over Najee Harris? This is going to be a one-two tandem like we saw a season ago. I expect Jalen Warren to be a big part of this offense. It's also why it was like uh, in, the, in the first preseason game, Ike, I understand that you don't get the same special teams reps and practice as you can during a game. And I'm like, why is Jalen Warren out there in the third and fourth quarter on the punt team? If there's an injury, let's either bring someone else in or he can do his thing if there's an injury, Jalen Warren's going to be a big part of this offense. Najee Harris is going to be a big part of this offense. And guess what? They're on the same team, Ike. Like they're on the same team. And like, everyone's like, Oh, well, what if Jalen Warren was the starter? Because we get the explosive plays. Well, guess what? That's those same plays in the third and fourth quarter of games in November, December, January. Najee's going to be the one who's harder to bring down than Jalen Warren. Yeah. Jalen Warren might be the one who can rip off a 60 plus yard touchdown. like, this is ultimately a good problem to have, Ike, versus where we were a few years ago when the Steelers were dead last in the league in rushing. And so now all this is made up. And the reason why is because we've got a lot of time between now and September 10th once the regular season actually starts. I don't know how much we're going to see of Jalen Moore and Najee Harris during the final preseason game on Thursday. But my point being is they're on the same team, and it's a good problem to have. And I don't want to hear anything more about this. And maybe. We'll ride the hot hand during the regular season if Harris proves he's the guy. If Warren proves he's the guy, but all this manufactured storylines of Jalen Warren should be the starter over Najee, I'm not buying it. Ike rant over. Yeah, telling fans to sit down,
0: man. Um, Najee is a starter. Uh, Jalen, yeah, we, we 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 sit. I mean, I talked about Jalen. Last year, you and I on the show on how I felt about Jalen. Um, Jalen wound up making the team, and you seeing what Jalen could do a healthy Jalen Um But Najee the starter, man. I mean, Najee the bell cow. He's gonna get you a thousand yards from this point on. It ain't gonna look pretty. It's gonna be very effective. And now with you know all the pieces that Kenny and Coach Matt Canada needed, it's gonna look even better. Um, when that fourth quarter come, y'all gonna be y'all gonna be y'all gonna be honoring. Uh Najee, y'all as in fans, going to be honoring Najee November, December, January football, when it's cold outside and them young boys and them young men do not want to hit Najee when he has an opening. That's that's exactly what's going to happen. Y'all going to be honoring Najee uh, in November, December, January football, when he's getting four to five yards, a pop, because he's healthy, because we have some kind of depth in between the two Najee Jalen Warren y'all gonna be honoring Najee when it when it's when it's third and three and they can actually get in the end zone from the three yard line off of a dive play left to right so Najee um, <laughs> it ain't gonna it, it, it it's you're never satisfied you know and I and I look at it like this so. you got the wife at the house why you need a side piece and the side piece right now is Jalen Warren so Oh, you're just getting tired of looking at the wife, blase, blase. You want something else to look at, but she's keeping the home straight. She's keeping your mentals good. Uh the kids are well taken care of. She's a good representative of your family. That's that's Najee. But the side piece looks so damn good, right? The side piece always looks good. Um, and that's and that's Jaden Lawarren. But by the end of the day, heck, they both on the same team in the same room, the running back room. And you can see not only the competitiveness out of everybody, which is good for us as a still organization, but Najee was one of the first ones off the sideline to congratulate Jaylen Warren. That's a beautiful thing to see. So I get it from a fan perspective. Fans just gonna be fans, Mark, and you can rent all you want to because you should. Um, you've been around me long enough, so you got a complete understanding of football from a lot of different point of views now. But, uh, yeah, Najee had started, man. Y'all need to stop.
1: And this is one sixty-two yard touchdown run during a preseason game. During a preseason game. And, Ike, this is where I flex your credentials. And I'm just writing down, okay, if Najee Harris is 240 without much body fat on him, here's who you went against. when I. And this is why I listen to you. Played Corey Dillon, Jamal Lewis, Curtis Martin. Where late in the season to bring those players down to the ground was a pain in the butt. Right, like that's not something any player wants to do. Not saying Najee Harris is that caliber of a player, but the style of running back—that's the point I'm trying to make there.
0: Man, I watched Najee. I watched Najee training camp. Coach get on the call. Them sevens. Goal. We start off on goal lines. I watched T get that man the ball four times. On the goal line. <laughs> and all four, he's <laughs> cold. So you can, say, you, can say, you can say what you want to say about Najee. I know when he's going to be very valuable. Um, and that's, that's after October when it started to get cold. After Halloween, y'all going to love Najee. I'm telling y'all. <laughs> after Halloween when it get cold, upstate, y'all going to love Najee.
1: All right, Ike, right, we'll move on. Uh, you were at the game. Right, uh, And this was a such a cool moment to see Joey Porter Jr. in his very first game for the Steelers get an interception and then to go to the sideline and give the ball to his dad. He's wearing your former number, number 24, after Uncle Ike. Um, listen, man, this is where I just turn things over to you and you take off of any direction you want to take this. But what a great moment for the Porter family.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Proud, proud, proud uncle, you know. Tell Joey Joe Porter send you to sit down. You talking about somebody who's gonna rep and go crazy and talk smack, it's gonna be me. You know? So uh P's ain't gotta be that dad because I'm gonna be that uncle. <laughs> 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 you, know, you know what I'm saying? So I was I was sitting up in the box and when he did it, um man, I had a temper tantrum when he caught that interception, you know. So um, I think I scared a few people how I was celebrating up though. But um I shot it, I shot it when they replayed it, I shot it from the from the big screen and I wound up posting and everything. But I mean, it's man, you just so you just so you, you just not seen what a man I mean the man was uh, like five, six years old. And now, you know, he he he's playing on a team where his dad played at. You know, his dad is a legend in Pittsburgh history. We wind up getting him. Um and he he wound up having three picks over the course of his career, had four in training camp, and he get a pick, home game pick, you know, on our sideline in Pittsburgh. So you can't you can't script what's going on for Joey Porter Jr. Um, he just continually to get better every day. That's all he's doing. Yep. And he's going against these Deontay Johnsons, these Kenny, these uh George Pickens. And Allen Robinsons and Kevin Austin's is the third. So he got whatever kind of uh car you want to race against on the perimeter, that's what he got. And he's he's doing, and they say Iron Sharp is iron, right, and, and peasy, a little peasy definitely getting better at that. But yeah, man, when I saw when I saw that pick, um I was like, man, I was, yeah, I caught a temper tantrum up in that box, Mark. And I'm sorry for anybody who I scared in that in that in that box, because I was so happy for Jordan Porter Jr. So
1: I would have loved to have seen that. cause you're usually very, very even keel.
0: Hey man, I know how hard it is playing corner. And and even I think a few a few guys saying other than quarterback, how hard it is playing corner. And they're they don't play corner. I know Travis Kelsey, uh his brother talked about talked about it on their podcast, you know, like man, you know how hard it is to play corner, Trav? Like, and he just broke it down on why he thought how hard it is to play corner. So your cornerback's finally getting their recognition. I mean, who's getting some money? Hopefully they can keep getting some more cheese. But back then on that second, on in that secondary mark, man, it's hard to play corner, man. You got a guy, you know, running forward to you, you running backwards. Picture that, picture a dude running as fast as he can towards you and you gotta run backwards. By the way, I got to open my hips, uh, run with him, stop when he stopped, wherever he go left or right. So, and by the way, man, when, when I got a 200 or something 48 power running back coming at me, I got to get off this receiver and go make a tackle. And by the way, if a guard or a tackle pulls on the line, I got to come down. I can't cut no more. So I got to absorb all the force he's giving me, man. It's rough out there. Only if you can do it. So, just giving a huge shout out to Joy Porter Jr. Um, we're definitely gonna get him on the show uh soon, soon, Mark. But I was I was happy. I was a happy
1: on That's that's awesome, Mike. It was just cool to see the number 24 making plays as a DB again and uh brought back a lot of great memories, Ike. Yes, sir. All right, other observations from Steelers preseason. Ike this to me was the Mitch Trubisky redemption game, and uh I thought he looked good. I thought he was a lot sharper in game two from, by and large, what I think has been a very good training camp for from him getting more and more comfortable uh, connecting with Connor Hayward, who's been like a Swiss Army knife for this offense. But right. uh, I was impressed. And, like, there were some people after the Bucks game that was like, oh, should Mason be the backup instead of Mitch? And it's like, no, no, no. I, I saw what I needed to see from Mitch. And, like, what I've heard from reports in training camp – to me, that translated onto how he performed against the Bills during the preseason.
0: Yeah, you know, Mitch, Mitch is going to be Mitch, man. Um, Mitch has been a starter for a while. You know, first-round draft pick coming out of North Carolina. You know, so he he knows what it is. It's good to have a deep uh, quarterback. Room. I'm talking about from a defensive side. Mm-hmm. It's good to have a deep quarterback room um, and have a vet or two in that room from a offensive standpoint a quarterback can always help the rookie because he knows that he would never be the starter um and that's what i do love about veteran quarterbacks uh they're willing to be uncle slash dad because they still in the game but they're not in the game but they're also the coach as well on helping the helping to coach a quarterback and that's mitchell trubisky uh also what i want to say uh big ben we had the luxury of having charlie batch charlie batch at one point in time was um five six six-year starter for the detroit lions he came came back home to pittsburgh was a backup and guess what he did for the defense got us better every goddamn day um, guess what mr Trubisky is doing he's getting the defense better every goddamn day a former mm-hmm. starter we had another luxury in getting byron leftwich a former starter for the jacksonville Jags Wall, first round draft pick coming from Marshall. Guess what he did when he sat behind Big Ben, got us better every goddamn day, you know? <laughs> so to have that <clears throat> kind of luxury on a team on the offense and defense side is always good. It's always good, So, People gotta start looking at backup quarterbacks from, from that perspective. When you have backup quarterbacks who played at a high level for a couple of years and know what it is to be a starter who understands, you know, the guy in front of them is the man. And I'm just here to help out whenever y'all need me. It's luxury on both sides, whether it's an offensive side or a defensive side, Mark.
1: All right. Like one other thing I want to get to, this is now a Nick Herbig fan show. Uh, His explosiveness off the edge and it's the, the bendability for a rookie with the technique to me is something that you, you said he was almost like a point guard going up against a big man when he's going up against opposing offensive tackles, the tape from what I'm seeing is one thing, but then I look on social media and when the NFL's main Twitter account is saying, do the Steelers have yet another star up and coming edge rusher? And I know he's not going up against starters, but when the NFL main Twitter account is tweeting this with the plays he's making off the edge, if he just continues to learn this season from TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, what a great problem. it's going to have Marcus golden in that mix too. What a great problem for the Steelers to have to where, you know, you can keep everyone fresh. I don't know if they're going to have the snaps to make sure all those talented players get on the field. What a great problem to have, but Nick Herbig, again, from the two preseason games I've seen, he's been the most impressive rookie to me.
0: I mean, I got an opportunity to talk to Nick as well in training camp. and he, he, he looked me dead in my eyes, Mark. And he gave me a story between how him and his brother was talking and where he thought possibly he can go. Um, was thinking Philly and that, that he might slide to Philly. Um Got to Pittsburgh and he said, he said, he, he called me Mr. Taylor. He said, Mr. Taylor, black and gold is in my veins. It's in my blood. He said, I supposed to be here. I supposed to be a stiller. And he didn't blink. <laughs> he didn't stutter. He told me exactly, eye to eye, he told me exactly like that, right before practice. And I'm saying, man, you just don't understand how glad. Um, we are to have you. He said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I was supposed to be born in Pittsburgh. Like this is, this is, this is, this, this is where I, this is where I was supposed to be. And I was like, dang. And then when you see him on the field, um, soaking up from high Smith and, and TJ white, I mean, his eyes light up. So you can only imagine the conversation they have in the outside linebacker room. you know, you can only imagine, um, him going in in TJ Watt's room asking number questions. Cause he the big bro and TJ getting tired of him coming in the room, but he in the room. Cause he just want to get better and better every day, every day, every day, you can only imagine. But then you see him on the field, uh, he got nice eyes on him next year. He'll put some weight on him. Just my personal opinion. Right now he got nice eyes, but how I break it down. He'll point guard, he'll point guard um having space on the fast break going against the center he gonna win a lot it's gonna be eight out of ten because that's the kind of moves he have that's the kind of burst he have that's the kind of quickness he have and when you got all that and he's sure on when he makes his move that he's going to win there's no hesit when he makes a move or I might get past oh I'm gonna do this crossover and I'm about to get to the goal and the goal is the quarterback so and When you see him, when you see Herbert actually play in person, you know he's gonna make a play or two. So, um, Herbert is a Pittsburgh Stiller. Mark, is what I wanna say. And for that man flexibility, uh, to be able to get down on the ground and pop back up, and I'm talking about knee bend, burst. He got everything you're looking for. Um, It's gonna be, it's gonna be exciting to see with 24, and is it fifty one? Herbert numbers fifty one, twenty four, and mm-hmm. fifty one. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how them
1: two young boys contribute to the Pittsburgh Steelers during the regular season. His Bendike to me is like Mister Elastic from the Fantastic Four, where your body shouldn't be able to contort in that way. And again, I go back to when the NFL main Twitter account and then uh, Brian Baldinger, who's a Analysts for the NFL Network are breaking down tape from their Twitter accounts. Yeah. That, to me, is a big, big indication of people that really, really know football. If it's sticking out to them, it sticks out to me. Yeah, Herbert's going to be special, bro. I mean, let's,
0: let's not get it twisted. Pittsburgh do two things well, and this is just over the time in history. <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> Wide receivers and outside linebackers.
1: Yes sir. That's that's what they do. Yes sir. Uh I got to get to 1-2 Kendrick Green with the snap uh Mason ripped off the exchange. Mike Tomlin said it himself where that's absolutely fundamental. Um we'll see what happens and here's the thing too for anyone out there who's like, well, maybe Mason should have been ready. There have been instances where Mason has saved Kendrick Green. By my count, and uh, Alex Cazora over at the Steelers Depot had a cut up of some of the snapping issues. I count four snaps from green that just point blank period haven't been good enough in a shotgun formation. So we'll see if that improves in the coming weeks, Ike. Um, here's the thing, though, too. Like, you know, you've got 90 players on the roster right now. Uh, that's got to be trimmed down to 53 by a week from today, August the 29th, by four o'clock Eastern time. So. Uh, We'll see who ends up making the 53-man roster, who ends up on the practice squad. And also remember too, Ike, and especially with some of the depth that the Steelers have at other position groups, right? They might be able to add to their roster from someone who's not good enough to make from another roster. So how all of that shakes out between now and August the 29th, Ike, I mean, it's absolutely brutal to go from 90 where we've got a ton of players on the roster all the way down to 53. And how all of this shakes out, I cannot wait to see. We know generally who the starters are going to be. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be tough to go from 90 to 53. It is every year just how, how competitive it is to make an NFL roster, to be one of the select few, to be good enough to do that. So that that's what I'm looking at there, Ike. And um, snapping issues, though, is something that you're going to have to make sure where if you come into the game, that's absolutely fundamental to start any offensive play.
0: All I tell Kendrick is get out of his head and just play football. Stop fighting yourself. That's exactly what I tell Kendrick. Cause 90 to 53, is that's a huge cut. That's a huge cut when it come down to it, Mark. Uh, and the boys who make a lot of money, they make them executive decisions. But what I will say, whatever your depth chart is, Mark, trust your eyes. Mm-hmm. Take your feelings out. Cause, them, Cause O, coach and staff, Coach T, them boys who who make you know they take their feelings out they ain't got no feelings they they get cold-hearted you know they take they take their heart out the freezer and put it in their body when they come down to making them cuts so uh that's 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 what kind of day it is um I think you've been around me long enough so you can create your own depth chart when it come down to the Pittsburgh Steelers and you're gonna nail it on the head don't even hesitate going on have that cold heart So, but all I would tell Kendrick is, get out your own way, bro. Start, start, start having fun playing football.
1: I'm with you, Ike. Ike, when you were boots on the ground in Latrobe, what I wanted to ask you is, what was your most memorable moment from this season being at St. Vincent College? It's
0: been around the boys, man. Just just losing track of the world, not having the TV, not knowing what day it is, just just being around and loving football, you know? Um, talking to the coaching staff, talking to my scouts, talking to some of the players, seeing the growth and development. St. Vincent's just, a, I, I would tell anybody, if anybody um, have time throughout the summer, and there's a lot of families that make St. Vincent their vacation, it's a special place, like the scenery, the hills, the small, unique college, where it's located at. Um, you really can't describe it. You got to come. It's in the country. You got to come. Um, how the, the groundkeepers, how they keep that field, that grass maintained, um, the staff, who keeps the campus clean. It's just very unique. Got a lot of history, man. Got a lot of and we talking all the way back to the seventies. Got a lot of history um, at Saint Vincent, and the history ain't doing nothing but just growing. But I really can't describe it. I'm actually there, and it's it's a reset button. It's like being on vacation without being on vacation. You know, when you don't know what day it is, um, because all you know is football. When you don't know what's going on in the world, because all you know is football. For me, that's special if you're a football fan. So. You get front row seats regardless cause they number nothing but hills. So you can always overlook. If it's a hill in front of you, it's a hill behind you. So you can always overlook and see practice, you know? um, saying got a stadium football. So St. Vincent is just something different, man. It's just different, Mark. So how I look at St. Vincent College, man, you know, them two and a half weeks, I was, uh, it was just therapeutic, you know? just, you know, seeing the fans, uh, seeing the growth and development of a lot of the players, seeing some of the, the camps, the guys who are veteran guys, uh, old guys starting to come back, you know, um, Owen Company and Mike, Sh- Mark Shushetsky, more Ch- no Mark Chen. Chen is starting to get a um, a lot of the old guys back just to be around, and it's good to see. So Saint Vincent, man, it's a it's an experience. So I anybody around the world, even if you're not a Stiller fan. And we, you know, seeing Fred Taylor come from Pivot with Ryan Clark and Channing, and them guys, you know, even Fred said it was different. Like, man, it's it's, it's like y'all got all these people at training camp and me not having the opportunity to go to other training camps. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. I said, man, I thought this was normal. He was like, hell no, this ain't normal.
1: Well, cause oh, Ike, I most of the right, time, Ike, most of the time there's like, you have such great reverence for Latrobe and St. Vincent college and the Steelers training camp. Most of the time, it's like we survived what is just honestly, probably more taxing mentally than it is physically, but just that grind where day after day, after day, after day, you're, you're getting ready for the season, both mentally and physically. And most of the times it's like, you know, how do you get through that? in preparation for the regular season. And I have, you know, and and this is our fifth season doing the show. I I have not once heard you be like, man, you know, to where you're almost thankful to where you survived that grind. You just have such great reverence for it. I've never heard you say one bad thing about the Steelers training camp, and this is our fifth year doing the show.
0: Yeah, ain't nothing bad about up there. Like, I'm telling you, Mark, you got to come up. Uh, Next year, you got to come up. Mm -hmm. Come up for a couple of days and just see – how it's ran what it is man with the atmosphere it's like uh bonfires um cornhole that night like man it's an experience bro it's it's, it's very for me it's very therapeutic um, i a lot of clarity when i come back uh to the real world you know so um, my mind changed my thoughts changed my grind changed uh, and that's all due to uh saint vincent latrobe
1: Mike, we'll wrap up the show here. Steelers play the Falcons on Thursday nights, and I kind of come down. If the starters are tuned up and ready to go, I've seen what I've needed to see from this offense during the preseason, but I continue to look at the nickelback position. Chandon Sullivan uh, had an interception in game two. I think Elijah Riley's played Well, as well, I think both could end up making the 53-man roster. Maybe one makes the roster, one's on the practice squad. I I continue to look at the nickelback position, though. But, again, just to repeat myself really quickly, I've seen what I've needed to see from this Steelers starting offense. So I guess I'm just kind of a proponent of let's keep everyone healthy in advance of week one against the 49ers when you're going to need all hands on deck because let's go back to what happened a year ago. T.J. Watt had a knee injury in the final preseason game. Now, we go to that Bengals game where he injured his pec. Don't forget, don't forget T.J. Watt. I believe it was a knee operation. It might have just been to scope the knee. When he was out with his pec injury, he got treatment on his knee as well. Ike, I just want to see everyone stay healthy. So if you're good to go and I know what to expect from the T.J. Watt's of the world, the Kim Hayward's of the world, I don't need to see you play in a preseason game against the Falcons. I understand that you got to make sure your bo- your body's right, but we still have a lot of time between Thursday and September 10th. Uh, and again, we're going to see how this 53-man roster ends up shaping out because 4 o'clock Eastern time, August the 29th, we'll know what the 53-man roster is for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: And you you got more info about T.J. Watt than me. I ain't even know, but I take it, though. But yeah, for this uh for the last for this last game, Mark, yeah, keep uh keep your trophies on the shelf. You know, keep keep them trophies. Your A players keep them boys and keep them things on the shelf, and we'll get back and let's get ready for the season.
1: Yeah, it was the knee injury in the third preseason game a year ago. Like, so don't forget that. Again, I know it was the peck injury that ended up keeping him out, but that's we know he's the Jenga piece. Like that's just the point I'm trying to make. IT, you're the absolute best. I want to thank you, the Believe Network, today's presenting sponsor, betonline.ag. And I, the listeners and the viewers have been fantastic. We have a big, big interview next week. So stay tuned for that on Believe in Steelers, getting close to 3,000 YouTube subscribers. So thank you to everybody out there who takes the time each week to watch our show.
0: want to thank everybody for tuning in. One thing, Believe in Steelers Podcast, uh, Bet Online. Thank y'all. BetOnline.ag. Thank y'all for rocking with us since day one. Anytime y'all want to go hit a bet, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. I uh, want to thank all the YouTube subscribers. Make sure y'all give us a five star. Check us out on Apple Podcasts as well. Mark, I want to thank you as well for holding it down um, when I'm not able to. Uh, hell of a job. So just want to thank everybody for tuning in. want to thank the, the, the Still Nation for tuning in. And just, you know, I, I had a few comments. Uh, a few people walked up to me and training camp market and then talked about our podcast on how insightful it was. So let's just keep doing what we're doing. But we want to thank everybody for locking in with us. Appreciate y'all support.
1: Ike, you're the absolute best for Ike Taylor. I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks so much for watching. Believe in Steelers. We will see you next week till then. Take care. So long, everybody. Peace.